Hello and welcome back to Gossipers. Long time no see. I'm so sorry that I've been so slack and haven't dropped another podcast in about two months, but holy heck, let me tell ya, uni and returning back to the new normal have consumed most of my time. Now that it's uni break though, and I can catch my breath for a whole two weeks, I can promise y'all that there is some more content on the way and in the process of being drafted as we speak. In the next couple of weeks, I've got some collaborations with the one and only Aiden from OCDC Clothing and a good friend of mine, Connor, also known as that guy from Welly who dropped his Maccas on the first day of Level 3. These two lads will be joining us to talk about some relevant and prevalent issues in today's society, such as tall poppy syndrome, the binge drinking culture here in New Zealand, masculinity, and the stereotypes and stigmas around being a tradie. But for today, our chit chat is about being broke, which is such a mood right now. You know, I get excited every week when the student allowance comes in and every fortnight when the wages show up too. This means money I can spend. Although, most of it goes on rent, groceries and bills. Anything else left over goes into my savings, which normally sits there until it rolls over to four figures, then that feeds my shopping addictions. Over this past week, I've spent a total of $1,100 on clothes, shoes, and a new phone. Yeah, I know it's bad, but in my defense, I've been saving since lockdown and have just wrapped up uni for the trimester. I've also just hit the halfway mark for my degree, so thought that I deserve to spoil myself, right? My bank account at the moment is almost as broken as me, and I am crying about it. Being broke is a horrible and all too familiar feeling for many of us. The feeling of standing in the supermarket, tossing up whether to buy eggs or milk, hits in a different kind of way. Stressing about how you're going to pay rent next week, or bills, is one of the worst feelings. Now, I'm usually pretty good with my money and I tend to budget very well. Living the student life regularly means a low bank account, with course costs, loan repayments, books and other uni fees that makes a real dent and impact on the account and the budget plans. I made the choice to study at uni and that means I chose this debt and future debt So please don't think this is me having a cry, because it's far from it. As I touched on in my very first podcast, I was raised solely by my mum, so at times money was very tight. Growing up in the environment where money doesn't grow on trees was an expression used a lot throughout my childhood. This taught me so many life lessons that really have helped me when transitioning from being a kid still living at home to becoming a young adult who moved to the city and started living by myself. I've learned to be sensible with my money, to save when I can 
and spend on things I need before the things I want. Now that I am completely financially independent, I've learnt to make even better choices and be even more strict on my spending habits. This is only because there is no plan B. If I fall on the bones of my ass, I've got to find a way to get back up because money isn't coming from anywhere else. That's the thing about growing up. You gain so much responsibility and have to learn things the hard way. I guess what motivates me to make good decisions when spending money is to think about how whatever I'm buying is going to benefit me, you know? For example, rent keeps a roof over my head. My laptop allows me to do my studies. But those new pair of shoes I just bought only make me look cool and add to my closet, which don't get me wrong, is great, but it's not a necessity. Another important lesson I learned early on in my childhood was to be grateful for what I have. There are far more important and smaller things in life that mean so much more than materialistic things. The standard human necessities, such as shelter, food, water, warmth and love, are the most valuable things to have. They are the bare minimum we need to survive on a healthy and functional level. Everything else only adds to our quality of life. They aren't needs. Even though there were some things I didn't have growing up, my mum provided my sister and I with what we needed and as many extra special things in our life that she could afford. More precious to me than the nice things we had were the life lessons she taught us. We weren't financially well off, but we were privileged to own a house over our heads. At times we had to make sacrifices, but never anything that compromised our health or well-being. Something about money that really grinds my gears is people's assumptions about my nice things. I often get compliments on my outfits, nice shoes and jewellery. After the compliments comes the, your parents must be rich statement and boy does this wind me up the wall and irk me like nothing else. First things first, my dad gets no credit so correct that to parent. My mum is far from rich and so am I. All of my nice perfumes, designer clothes, shoes and jewellery are either gifts from others or are things that I have saved for and bought myself with my hard earned money. From as early as five, I got $5 a week for chores and that paid for my flights to England in 2011. My current iPhone 6S, who's pretty much broken and needs to be replaced, I saved for and paid for in 2017, along with a week's holiday to Hawaii. My MacBook Air I bought in 2018 for school and uni. Across 2018, I juggled three jobs to save enough to afford to live in halls for my first year of uni. The total cost for halls from memory was around $15,000 and I paid $12,000 of that myself. This isn't a flex at all, just a reinforcement that not everyone has rich parents that buy them nice things. 
Some people have to work themselves into the ground to afford the nice things that others may take for granted. One of my favourite things to do when I was younger was for mum to take us op shopping and I grew to love it so much that I am still a regular op shopper and get some hella good snacks. My best purchases are that famous Louis Vuitton scarf I've posted photos of me in on my Instagram wearing it as a tie top. Yup, that's right people, I cop that bitch in an op shop in Blenheim for $4. Also, last week I got a pair of new Calvin Klein jeans for $15 and have had many other good deals from the OG op shops around the city. Out in Kilburnie, I found my friend a Prada wallet with the authentication card still in it for $10. So I guess you could say I either have a really good eye or I'm a lucky charm when surfing the thrift shops. At times I can be stingy, but I work hard to save hard. My mum always taught me to earn nice things, you must work for them. Things don't just fall into your lap like that. I've always had a strong work ethic, so earning my keep has never been an issue. My main reasons I'm tight with my money is because I want to buy a house and that is my sole motivator for saving. I am beyond the point of sick of hearing about how no one in this generation will be able to afford a house because of the market prices. Well guess what Karen, I fucking will. I have a goal and I'm telling you right now I will achieve it. With my KiwiSaver set on the max, some inheritance help, my soon to be, maybe, small investment in shares and full time work after I graduate. I'll cop a property within the next five to eight years, bet. If that means I'm eating eggs on toast and packet pasta till then, then that's fine. That is what I will do. I refuse to rent for the rest of my life and have the uncertainty of a roof over my head and over my family's head. If my mum can buy a house by herself and own it, then sell to buy another house and own it as a solo parent, then why the hell can't we? Watch me be 26 with at least one property under my belt, then watch me buy the next one and the next one. Don't need no man round here to do the hard work when I've got myself busting balls and breaking my back to achieve my goals. For now though, I think I'll sit on the more realistic side and make sure I can pay rent next week. In my climb to be a well-off businesswoman, I've started my journey a little bit earlier than most. In recent conversations with my workmate, and after doing some extensive research yet to be done, I may look into investing a small amount of money into the share market. I know many of you will be going, what the hell is she thinking? But what do I have to lose? I don't have a house or a business. I have a little bit of spare cash rolling around. As long as I stay on top of it and sell when I make a good return and don't get greedy, it'll be worth it. The world of finance isn't as risky, scary, mysterious and as complicated as many of us young people think. It's full of opportunities waiting to be grasped by us. For those of you out there sitting in the double figures 
in the red or just crying about blowing $100 in town on the weekend, it'll get better my friends. Try writing a list to prioritise your purchases. Don't buy things unless you need them and once you've got back up off your feet, you can allow yourself to buy special things like Freya's bread or a tub of the more expensive sorbet. That's straight where I'm going once I get paid and once I've paid rent next week to the freezer section in the supermarket to get me the two litre cuppity berry sorbet because fuck it, I deserve that. I'll catch you in the next podcast. Until then, see you later, my gossip gals and pals. Thank you.